Are you serious? Are you kidding me? What's the deal? Oh, no, no. This the one you talking about that's supposed to take my place down. Is this for real? Mm, it's almost disrespectful. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Mr. Bombs Away, because I'm back on my <laughs> bullshit, a.k.a. the one true king of the South, a.k.a. all hail to watch king, a.k.a. put some respect on my fucking name, a.k.a. I'm back, going back, back, back from California, <laughs> a.k.a. Yo, president didn't really have COVID. <laughs> we have a lot of shit to talk a <laughs> fucking bout because we were off last week and the world had the nerve to go to shit while we were off. And I got some things I got to say. That shit, them Damn. aliases was about as long as Reading Road tonight, friend. <laughs> you feel me? And by the way, Reading Road is getting ready to be renamed Barack what? Obama Avenue and shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, we we breaking news on this motherfucker today, boy. We breaking news. I beg your nigger pardon. Oh yeah, they, and when I say they, I mean the city of Cincinnati and the government and the people responsible for the naming of roads have taken the the part of Reading Road because we know Reading Road is about as long as the last hour in a workday. So they have taken Reading Road apart from like Central Parkway all the way up to I think damn near Galbraith, wow. which is a long stretch. And they are they are renaming that motherfucker Barack Obama. Let me get these Avenue. AKAs out the way. You want to introduce your friend? Friend. Hey, On hi. the hotline. As always, the wonderful and gracious co-host of mine. Hey y'all. It's your girl Allie Nicole. AKA your favorite little shit soccer. AKA that soon will be bald headed back badass, because guess what? I'm back on my bullshit too, Calvin. AKA the Professor Finesser. AKA Wave Chappelle. AKA Driving Miss Wavy. AKA Wave It Ruffin. AKA there's still no hoes in this house. AKA that little baby. Who's getting over her bullshit? Friend, how are you? So, that is a very no shit question. Friend, on one hand, all right, 2020, mm-hmm. still 2020, still a, still a yep. bag of bullshit. And all of that, all of what comes with 2020, 2020 is going to be a cuss word mm-hmm. in my house. So from the moment we hopefully make it to New Year's, I'm gonna be honest with you. When we talk about gonna, 2020, you're not gonna be allowed. We gonna need a trigger warning first. You're not gonna be allowed. You're not gonna be allowed to mention 2020 Mm-mm. by name in my house once I have kids. It's gonna be like that one. Um. So so that's one side of it, and on the other side, um, it's my fault that we were off last week. I was on somewhat of a vacation. You know what I mean? Sometimes, I, sometimes you needed to, to 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 recharge. I was out in I was out in L.A. I was out in California um, last week. Um, 
still self-quarantining for the most part till I get my negative COVID test back because your boy was in a packed airplane, in packed airports. And, you know, even though I have mm. on my mask right. because, you know, you I'm same. not a dumbass. But I looked around and I, not only did I, did I and the people I was with wear their masks correctly because we are all Negroes and Negroes wear their mm-hmm. masks correctly. However, the descendants of the Caucasus Mountain just 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 wearing their masks any old sort of way under their noses, under just 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 all types just of annoying, sloppy, disgusting, disheveled, fucking just the, the unmitigated mm-hmm. gall. You know what? Well, one thing out of everything that I remember and the reason I rushed home to get a COVID test, we was on a flight. We was on a flight back. And so after we was on, we was on a flight from, from LA to our connecting flight in Denver on the way back. So it's me and Beloved. You know what I'm saying? We, we, I got the window seat, so I'm already cramped the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Beloved in the middle. And we had this generally portly white man mm-hmm. at the end. And when I tell you, I feel like this man, I didn't, I didn't look, see it, but I heard it. I feel like this man pulled down his mask oh my God. to talk. And, I, and like, we just looked at each other. Me and, and Beloved just looked at each other with the same sense of like, I know this nigga just, just pulled down his mask to call. Like, that's literally the reason you have your fucking mask on you. I don't know why that just pissed me off and to be honest with you he might have gotten cussed out like there's not a few things mind the fact that it was was that's disgusting it was just like I was so in shock that this man just blatant just did that shit and I was like and like and like she looked at me we just both grabbed each other's hands because I think we both were like I know this motherfucker didn't just so yeah, so so immediately I was like, I am self-quarantining, you know what I'm saying, until like don't ask me to do a lot of shit until I get this 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 result back because I can't you know what I'm saying, like COVID nineteen anxiety for me is still a thing. <laughs> I say for me, because we've seen some of y'all oh my God. over over this over these past two weeks. Yikes. Y'all niggas was shoulder. Y'all niggas was shoulder to shoulder at the DMX concert. Oh no! no Did you see the day party that was at Cove? I had an anxiety attack. I couldn't do it. I can't do it. Y'all, y'all, y'all niggas, and and, and 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 again, I am not throwing souls from Glass House because I was out of town. The difference between me and some of you niggas was was when I was in a packed indoor space when I was not actively eating or drinking. I had a fucking mask on. Because that's what the CDC fucking recommends. You makers, on the other hand, not so much. And even still, and one thing I do appreciate about LA, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about, and Evo was hot as hell. It was hot as hell in LA. It was like ninety-five degrees in LA. Um, so I was sweating, hot, tired. We was walking everywhere, all types of shit. But LA do not play about the reservation process, and they do not play about that mask. That you, if listen honestly, they require a mask anywhere in public, outside or inside. Now we coming from Ohio, 
You know, that was that was a little that was more new to us because we was like, oh, we gotta wear our mask outside too. <laughs> and and we kind of was just like, mm, I don't know about mm-hmm. that, fam. Like, uh-uh. but like they don't they do not play about math, and they also don't play about nigga. For a lot of these restaurants, you, your reservation is for two hours. You and like they will get you the entire fuck out of here. They tried. You hours. know what? They tried it. Right? There was one restaurant here. I'm not gonna mention no names because that's shady. But there was a restaurant here that tried that shit, and I think I wanted to cuss them out. So I'm not gonna lie, like that. I I fully understand. Like I get it. But if I'm already at the house and I have paid to enjoy my food, first of all, unless I'm like at a birthday dinner or something like that, it never takes my dinner service is never two hours long. Like maybe like I think dinner service is like movies. You got a good runtime of ninety. Like a good solid meal is about ninety minutes. If I'm sitting in a restaurant for two two and a half hours, we are key fucking king. Like. I just, I've never. And that's pretty much what it was. That pretty much, the the pretty much was. It's like with the feeling of being rushed out of a seat I paid for. You go low key got me fucked up. But yeah, it it was pretty much like to 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 um to cut down on the kiki. Right. You feel me? It's like look, especially because like the first spot we went to, like we ate good. You know what I'm saying? The first spot we went to, nigga, like. There, they, there was when we got out. We walked in, walked up to the reservation. When we got out, that motherfucker, that line was like up. So niggas was waiting to get in that joint. And also, that was the first restaurant, and then the last restaurant we went to before we flew out the next day. Niggas, niggas was waiting to get into that restaurant for a And I was like, I was like, oh. They was like, oh yeah, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get here for a month. I was like, oh girl, oh my. So, um, long story short, I'm, I'm weak. <laughs> long story short, I broke the hell until like Friday. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, paid my rent and went on a trip. My bank account is looking at me breathing heavy. Um, it's like nigga breathing like me in the middle of allergy season. Nigga, that shit, that shit is Mm-mm. in the struggle bus. But I'm we glad had a good y'all time. look great. Y'all, y'all we get, really we had, look we had, great. We had, we had a good time. Um, I'm, we gonna get into, and the Calvin explains the sports part, you know, another reason why I'm happy. We'll get mm-hmm. to that later. But the main, the main story, why we took the week off is unfortunately politics related because when the, when the leader of the free world contracts a deadly respiratory disease in the middle of a pandemic, you kind of got to talk about it. It's a little irresponsible, a little irresponsible to just ignore that. So, literally, Friday, early morning Friday, I remember I woke, like, like middle of the night, Thursday night, this, y'all president tweeted he had COVID, him and his mail order. Oh, my God, Calvin, boy. please. Um, you did didn't, but did you have to say it? As long as I'm being truthful, I guess that's what I, I understand. Sometimes I go too far, but as long as I am being truthful, let me know. <laughs> anyway, so so the president and, and and y'all first lady both, you know, got COVID. It, it eventually became a super spreader event. So a super spreader event, according to the CDC, is basically like where they can trace they can trace up to like I think it's like the minimum of like. 10 to 15 infections from one uh-huh. single location. It's a super spreader event. 
So like weddings, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Going out to the bar, all that shit, super spreader events. If they could trace like 15 or more infections from one single location, it's considered a super spreader event. So the White House had like a, a rally on Friday that, you know, no real mask mandate, no real social distancing. Wow. Because again, 40, 45 for the majority of this time, has downplayed this entire virus. He's on record as saying it. Again, I'm not telling you what to believe and who to vote for. I'm telling you the exactly. facts of the matter have him downplaying this shit from the moment it became a thing. All of that shit. So he, so he announces, and it was trickling out. Honestly, people close to Trump been getting coronavirus since it just started. We were just always wondering when it was going to be his turn. You're not wrong. but. I can't say that. I can't say that, you know, officially, officially, because, like, I like my life and I like my accounts. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? People have been close. People close, to, people close to Trump been getting it. So he announces it middle of the night on Friday. I wake up to, to this news right before we fly out. Like, I think yes, I told you Yes, you told this me too. this on the you way like, to, the, say, uh, to the airport. I was like, he was like, say I what? I was like, dead ass, son. You know what I mean? So, and so, so then... 45 condition progressively gets worse to the point where he is a medevac to Walter Reed Hospital. So for those who do not understand, Walter Reed Hospital is the best hospital in the country. It is literally the best hospital in the United States. They have a presidential suite in that hospital. 45's presidential hospital room is nicer than the majority of hotels in this country. He has he he was taken care of by the best doctors. Again, Walter Reed Hospital is the Beyonce of hospitals, is the Rihanna of hospitals, it is the Savage Fenty of hospitals. It is creme de la creme, top of the line. Can't get no better. And so he gets medevac to Walter Reed. They try to say those under, you know, it's un, you know, it's under control, like it's a precaution. But like, my nigga, my, my nigga was on mm-hmm. a ventilator. Like, you feel I me? Mean, like, you can't. It can't be under control, and you want to ventilate. As someone who has respiratory issues, those two things don't match. That's like saying, "Oh no, we no, we good, we good." When you got a hole in your wall, my nigga, like, no, clearly something's off here. So he gets medevac to it, you know what I'm saying? So he's going for it. He's still trying to. Trump was so pale, he looked normal. That's wild. He looked like a normal white man. He was so pale. And we know how orange that motherfucker is in a normal basis. Anyway, so and so then he's getting round the clock care. He's getting round, he's getting these experimental treatments. And he quote unquote gets better. I say quote unquote because I don't put. I don't put it past this man to, 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 to lie about this in order to gain public sympathy, diminish the, 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 the uh, seriousness of COVID by saying, if I can beat this, anyone can beat this, which he did in a, in a tweet when he came back home. I'll, I'll just put it like this. Something that, the math ain't mapping it, and I'll tell you why the math ain't okay? Because I could go on and on all day about why this math the math ain't math for very, for very, very few reasons. Mm. We have heard all pro, all world athletes 
young ass, 20 something ass athletes talk about how much the coronavirus took out of them. We have had 20 year olds, athletes, pass away mm-hmm. due to this. And then people who have survived have told you, like, this took a lot out of me. I'm still not fully recovered. I still some like I used to be able to run six miles like that. Now it's a now I can't get through. We have heard those stories again. If you don't believe me, Google Absolutely. your friends. Just saying, I'm not pu- I'm not pulling this shit out of my ass. So you mean to tell me in a world where you have a disease that is taking out world class athletes with lung capacity that I could only dream about that this 74 year old obese motherfucker who puts ketchup on steak is suddenly A-OK after three days. I, I may have been born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Stop playing with me. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong, so, friend. two things so two things can happen. Either this motherfucker never had it, and he's using it to try to diminish it, to help his re-election campaign, all of this shit. Or he is not as well as what he makes what y'all want to believe, and there's still a possibility that we can get we can get that notification and the world's. Gonna I work. don't, I don't. All right, so I had mixed feelings about this. Right, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, and, and one final, and, and I'll and I'll let you, and I'll let you, and I'll let you, because I think I know where you're going, right? And I'll let you, I'll let you get, get this final point out before we talk about some of the foul out. Hey, Ava, hey, Ava, we'll talk about that in a minute. I, first and foremost, for motherfuckers say I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, y'all don't really have enemies. first things first. Because I have I have very few enemies, but the people I consider enemies, I want everything and anything bad to happen to them. Secondly, I do not wish death on anyone because I believe in karma. I believe in karmic re- like responsibility. I believe you put something out into the air, it's going to come back on you. I will not wish for death on anybody. You feel me? But there's also a huge gap between wishing death on a person and wishing them well. Remember, I won't wish death on anyone. Remember, a lot of you motherfuckers, I'm not going to wish well. I'll put it like this. I, I just went to Wendy's. I just went to Wendy's, right? You know what I'm saying? Try to get a faux faux I I asked for fries. You feel me? I asked for normal fries. There's a, there was a nugget in my fry box. <laughs> I didn't ask. I didn't ask for the fifth nugget in my fry box. I didn't order the fifth nugget. But who complains about box. an extra nugget? But exactly. Am I going to trip over this extra nugget that I got? Of course not. Just like I didn't ask for that man who downplayed the coronavirus and called it the Chinese virus and, and, and the mishandling of it as led us into this position. I didn't ask for that man. To get the coronavirus. But who am I to complain about the extra nugget in my fry box? Go ahead, friend. You kind of took my point, friend. Not kind of, you did. But it's all I'm good. Sorry. We agree, though. I was on a roll. I was, I was cooking all grease. So, I mean, I agree with you. I just don't, like, you can, the opposite of hate isn't love, it's indifferent. I don't care. And I hate to say that because it sounds extremely just like insensitive, but he's not a good person. 
And it's hard for me to give energy to people who aren't good people. You don't want to be a good person. It's like, it's like, I'm going to go ahead, go ahead. It's like your objective is to cause as much harm as possible. That's it. And anybody in your way. And it's just like, I know we all have our toxic shit, right? But like, that's inbred. That's inherent. That's like, that is homegrown hate. And also, but also, our toxic shit doesn't affect the entire free world. Like, like my toxic shit, I may piss off a few people. Like, my toxic, I just may not text you back. Or you, I may make one person mad. I may endanger a couple of lives. But when it's toxic, times power. Like, first and foremost, like, Trump is nowhere close to the richest man on earth. There are thousands of people who have more money than him. He is, however, probably the most powerful motherfucker on the planet because of a power and money combo. It's a multiplier. Then you, then you add the fact that this man is generally not a good human being. You, he is a dangerous individual. Again, this isn't opinion. This is a factual state. But Trump surviving COVID, in my opinion, it's kind of like, <laughs> and I may have to say sorry for this, but Trump surviving COVID is kind of like you see a multi-car accident and the only person who, and the only person who survived is a drug yeah. driver. It's, it's like, I didn't want you to die, per se. I didn't want, I don't want anyone, anyone to die. I didn't want you to die. But this is your fault. Right. <laughs> and you're the only one to survive this shit? Damn, come on, man. Like, you know, that's how I feel. Like, I don't want, I, I don't want the accident to happen. But you caused the accident and you're the only motherfucker who survived? That's some bullshit. I agree. Like, wholeheartedly. I just, you know, it's hard. To, like I said, I, we talk about this all the time. It gets so frustrating to talk about. And it's almost unbelievable, but like, this is my everyday. We, we are in October. We are in the middle of October. We are coming around eight months of this. Like, the NBA shut down March 11th. We are in October. And, and one final note. To the Ava DuVernay's, Ava DuVernay's no, no, no. of the world. And Tell I'm them sorry what happened. That... Tell Go the ahead. good Go folks ahead. what happened. So, so Ava DuVernay and others like Ava DuVernay first went out their way to wish President mm-hmm. Trump well on his recovery. Cat dancing. N- now, now again, for some people, you know, you know, it is what it is. Ava, Ava DuVernay, baby girl, you directed One Day See Us. One Day See Us is a story of the exonerated Central mm-hmm. Park by almost losing their entire lives and losing years upon years of their lives to a, to a crime they did not commit. And also, the same exonerated Central Park Five, the current president of the United States took a full-page ad out in the New York Times asking for the exonerated Central Park Five to get the death penalty. And then, which is most important, when they were exonerated, when, when everyone said, oh, my bad, he did not retract that statement. He did not apologize. He did not make restitution. 
He did not apologize for taking on mm-hmm. an ad advocating for the death of five innocent black people, five innocent black men. He did not do that. So therefore, going back to my original point, you, Ava DuVernay, should know better. And so then when Black Twitter did, as Black Twitter does, and got on your ass, not on, instead of apologizing, deleting the tweet, or, I don't know, not saying shit, you proceeded to double down and said, hey, I'm better than you motherfuckers because I don't wish death on people. If you want to wish death on people, that's cool. Me and my energy, better than that. whoop the whoop the whoop nose in the air. Baby girl, like we said, there is a huge gap between wishing someone was dead and wishing them well. And in the middle of that gap, smack dab in the middle, is a good phrase I like to call shutting the fuck up. It's still free. It's (laughs) gluten-free. I think it's actually vegan. Shutting the fuck up can be in, 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 can be added to any diet. There's no, there's no allergens. There's no calories. If, if you're keto, if you're paleo, if you're vegetarian, shutting the fuck up can still be added to your diet. It is part of a well-balanced breakfast. It was this is what irritates me about celebrity culture. Right. And how I'm actually glad that we're starting to move away from it. like, I'm really glad. All right. Because Ava DuVernay doesn't understand what she just did. The audience that you're wishing to influence is critiquing you. The audience that you pull your talent from your story, the way your story is telling is pulled from the same people you just shot on because the Amber Duvernoy is of that generation of black folk where in a couple of years, like in say 10 more years, you're not voting for yourself in your day to day. You're voting for the generation that comes behind. you. So the way that she moves and thinks and acts is indicative of all of that. And you're you're you tuned us out. But we're the same audience that you pull your inspiration from. It's a slap in the face and it's annoying. And then you have the audacity to, to look down on us as if you're so wise and better. Girl, fuck you. There's no issue. There's no issue on making a mistake, right? Everyone makes mistakes. Literally, we are the last two people to say you Nick, can't make mistakes. Listen, let me tell y'all about it. But the is but when you're when you're called to task for that mistake. Or for like, hey, fam, like, I'm, I'm going to check your temperature a little bit because I ain't necessarily agree with that. Here's why. You can choose to accept it and understand where you're coming from. Or listen, you can agree to disagree, but understand it. Or you can choose to double down and, and just have your blinders on and ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Rihanna made a mistake in her uh, Savage Fenty show. I think she had a song that was like offensive to Indian culture. Mm-hmm. Or something like, you know, something or something that in that presentation that was deemed offensive by Indian culture. And I, and I don't mean no, Native American Indian culture. culture. I mean Indian culture. People, people, people hit Rihanna like, hey, yo, what the fuck? Rihanna heard them, did some research, realized where she was wrong, and then took the offending piece out of all future showings of the Savage Fenty show. And then apologized. 
It's not hard. hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. I think what we get caught up in, right? And I, and not that I'm a celebrity, because I'm not. I'm a broke bitch from Cincinnati, okay? I feel like when you get to a certain level of celebrity, instead of understanding where people are coming from, you assume that all of it is critique and hate. Because celebrities take in a lot day to day. The engagement, the comments. I stay deliberately out of the comment section of certain celebrities. I say out of the comment section, period. But there are some celebrities I just can only imagine what the fuck you get hit with. Hashtag, hashtag don't read the comments. Listen, if you want to lose all hope for humanity, just get read in the comments of any shade room post, any any post from like any one of them, so like just or any news article. If you want to just like lose all your hope for humanity, just read the comments of any shade room post. It's gross in there, disgusting. I unfollowed the shade room for self care purposes. That shit was disgusting. That shit was, and I was actually like disappointed in myself for taking in that much filth. Like, because it's on, it is disgusting. And you're not talking about, if you have to say TSR is a hashtag inspirational because you know the majority of your shit is toxic as fuck, that's a problem. <laughs> TSR inspirational or TSR headlines or TSR news means that the majority of your shit is TSR bullshit. But listen, to, to, if, 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 if you not, Following, if you are still following the shade room on purpose, unfollow them. For they don't purposes. give you enough positives to outweigh the bullshit they are. And they are people. not for the. They culture. are not for us at all. All the, the, the shade room, Black TV, Adam Twenty Two, all the motherfuckers, academic, all of them motherfuckers and their entities are not for the culture. If ninety percent. Of an of a culture that you quote unquote report is negative, pandering and stereotypes or some other form of bullshit. You're not for the culture. You're for you're for the clicks. Like stop again. Stop playing in our faces, bro. We, this is 2020 and we're tired of the shit. We see the jig. The jig is up. The jig is sky high. The jig is higher than Bobby Brown. Stop playing with us, bro. Like stop it. It's annoying. It's so annoying. You know, us was annoying. It just randomly started raining. I'm so excited. And it's late. I'm thinking everything. Like, I am geek to get in my bed and go go to sleep. You just want to be a spooky motherfucker. You know what? You're right. I might might actually turn on Hocus Pocus and watch the lightning storm. I might just sit in my house in silence. Like, you know, Calvin, uh, I just said I wasn't going to cry. Fuck. Fuck. I'm actually excited to get back to just being by my goddamn self. Like, I miss just having only me to take care of. And I'm finally back to that. Like, it just dawned on me. After we record, I am not responsible for anybody but Alex. For the right now. Kiddo is safe. He's with my parents right now. I am chilling. I'm getting ready to watch a rainstorm and be on my own fucking time. I miss that shit. So I'm I'm actually geeked. Well, <laughs> okay. You know, you know, we all have our different versions of self care. Um, one of my versions of self care. Did we? Did we, we? We we got everything out on. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't want to spend that much time on him. Good luck and okay. God bless. 
take your vitamins. <laughs> um, it's also, yeah, never mind. There's more wild shit I can mention, but we ain't, we ain't got, got, that, we got time. It's also wild that, like, the experimental medication that he took is, like, you know, powered because of stem cells that came from an abortion, the same abortion that him and his party are trying to make illegal after eight weeks in most states. Um, I'm sorry. Um, continuing mm-hmm. forward. Um, you know, one, one version of self-care I had watched sports. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get Calvin explaining the sports out the way a little early this week because I got time today. Um, I'm going to let our producer queue up We Are The Champions mm-hmm. right now so it can play you know what I'm saying? Whoever cut me off of playing the background, but we are the champions. Um, so first things first, before I get into my shit talk, the NBA bubble has officially ended. It is officially ended um, with no positive COVID test, um, no stoppages of play because of coronavirus. Um, it is amazing that a professional sports league Crafted a better work environment and a better safety environment than the actual United Ooh, States government. Oh shit! Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting in my living room and like my screen door just got hit, so it just scared the fuck out of me. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but like I said, it is wild that a professional sports league crafted a, a more safe environment, a better work play environment than the United States government. Because we see what's happening in the NFL. The NFL is in college football is fucking scrambling because they're having COVID outbreaks. We saw what happened in Major League Baseball. They're having COVID outbreaks. They had COVID outbreaks to the point where they're instituting their own bubble for their version of the playoffs. Um, shout out to the WNBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They have, again, went through the entire season. No COVID outbreak. So before I get into my shit talk, um, shout out. That, that is the most important. Right. Right. Because. You know, there, there was a lot of legitimate questions on whether or not the NBA, the WNBA, should go, should go back to play because of everything that was going on, whether it was, you know, racial injustice, the coronavirus outbreak. And we know that this was a very money-motivated mm-hmm. play. But, however, they did keep the players safe. They had, the, they had stringent rules and regulations. The players made sacrifices, not seeing a lot of their family for however long they were in the bubble, the games are generally pretty good, you know, all of that stuff. So before I get again, before I get to my shit talk, we gotta, you know, give it up for the mm-hmm. NBA because they they did not risk the health of their players. But now, in Calvin's mm-hmm. playing sports, um, the NBA finals um, concluded last night. We are recording on Monday. NBA Finals concluded last night. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Miami Heat um, four games to two in this year's NBA Finals. And the reason why this is important to me is because, one, LeBron Ramon James Sr. is on the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, for those who know me, know and understand that I am a, a LeBron mm-hmm. fan. LeBron fandom. Um, and I just want to say <clears throat> All you niggas got King James <laughs> fucked up. Y'all told me that he couldn't win in the West. So he what'd he do? He went out and won in the West. 
Y'all told me that in year 17, he couldn't do it anymore, that he was old, he was washed up, he, was, he wasn't as good as Giannis or Kawhi or any of them other niggas. And guess what? In year 17, he's a finals MVP once a fucking game. Four rings, three different franchises, three different cities, four finals MVPs. Doesn't matter who you put around that motherfucker, he's going to get you to the fucking finals. Y'all niggas talked all that shit when LeBron was hurt last year, and y'all said he couldn't do it anymore. He was washed. His reign was over. Y'all put Kawhi in front of him. Y'all put Giannis in front of him. And guess what? Both them niggas were at home watching the finals like you and me. However, LeBron, in the bubble, in the middle of a global pandemic, not only became finals MVP, but in his spare time, Started the more than a vote campaign to help combat voter suppression, mm-hmm. help pay the fines of all of all former convicted felons in Florida so they can vote, help help attract ten thousand poll workers to to, to 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 states such as Ohio for the election. And that's his spare time. That's what he does when he's not beating y'all niggas asses on the court. All you LeBron James haters, you guys are delusional. You guys need mm-hmm. therapy. I know a therapist I can recommend to you. You need therapy. You need help. You need assistance. You need Jesus. (laughs) Because at this point, hating on LeBron Ramon James Sr. is a mental disorder. Because that man, ever since 2011, has not done anything that requires the level of disrespect that you give this man night in and night out. This man dropped 40 points. 13 rebounds, 7 assists in game 5, and y'all criticize him because he, he passed to an open Danny Green. The nerve of you niggas. The unmitted gall of you niggas. I am absolutely offended that y'all continue to count this man out time and time again, and all he has done and all he has shown you is that this man has been in the public consciousness, the public eye, in the spotlight since he was 16 years old in 2001. LeBron has been on the national scene before a fucking cell phone mm-hmm. camera. And in 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, he is still the best player on planet Earth. Jordan had a flu game. LeBron had a flu season. <laughs> the nerve of you, Nick. Put some respect on King James's fucking name. And, spoiler alert, he might fuck around and get another ring next year. It's scary hours. It's spooky hours, my <laughs> friends. Put some respect on LeBron James's. Name. Okay, friend. Letting that chopper ring off. We hear you. We hear you. You have to get that one off man. your chest. Listen. Cause niggas, you know how you feel. When niggas what what you say every time Someone dares try to mention. Oh yeah, Giannis. you gotta, you gotta. You re- cannot compete. Yeah, you gotta lie. You cannot compete where you can't compare. And all year we have heard people trying to compare these other niggas, these Carrie Hilsons of the <laughs> Talk world. Talk your shit. These no distance, these Sierras of the world. The these fucking Chris Michelles of the Ooh. world. To Beyonce, I've been hearing you niggas 
expect Giannis was the best player in the league. He got the MVP. Giannis' little brother got a ring before him because Giannis' little brother is with the king. I've been hearing you niggas say that Kawhi might be the best player in the league. Kawhi got sent home in the second round by a sort of out-of-shape white man named Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, and I can beat Nikola Jokic in a foot race. He got sent home by that man. Jimmy Butler, all respect to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler played his heart out in the final. All respect to that man. But you see what it took out of him after game five. That man was toast to game six. Meanwhile, LeBron went for 40-13-7. Game five came back with a 28-point triple-double on 60% too. I know you don't know what that I'm means. Dead. I was, yeah, no, that's very good I was like, I just let you let the chopper ring off. That's like, that's like, that's like Beyonce following, following up self-titled with Lemonade. Oh. Back-to-back masterpieces. Makes sense. Got you. That's like, that's like, that's like her following up uh, Dangerously in Love with, 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 with Destiny Fulfilled. Masterpieces. Back-to-back. You know what? Beyonce and LeBron are actually a lot of life because they both came in this game of a young. That's why they're a beautiful couple. Came in this game. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> too, too bad they got their whole other marriages in the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they both came in this game as a young. With all the pressure on them, and have somehow managed to exceed even the highest of expectations. Beyonce came in this game, girls' time. She was on Star Search at like 13. LeBron, at 16 years old, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They had they had their growing pains. LeBron, you know, what I'm saying LeBron had the first years with the Cavaliers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Beyonce had Destiny Child 1.0 with <laughs> Latoya. And, um, that one the girl, Farrah, Farrah, Farrah. Farrah, you know what I'm saying? She had, so they had that. Then they, then, they went in, then they went into, you know, their formative years. Destiny Child 2.0 for, for, for Beyonce. LeBron did what he needed to do to get his first couple rings. And then at, at a point where for most people that would be an excellent career, they extended and transcended into a league of their own. Beyonce changed the game with the digital drive. Did oh, she, she not? absolutely did. LeBron changed the rules of engagement as far as the player empowerment era. He made the rules. He decided who he was going to play with. He decided how y'all was going to treat him. He decided how y'all was going to move and put, put the pieces around him. LeBron is a system of it. He is his own organization. LeBron has been to more NBA finals than 27 of a 30 NBA franchise. Again, you cannot compete where you cannot compare. And I have to, you know, I try, I try to make sure that I, I break it down in a way that everyone can understand because I know some people don't watch the sports. That's why I'm here. To let y'all know that even if you don't watch the sports, if you, if ladies, if your boyfriend out here slandering that nigga LeBron, tell him I said shut the fuck up. Put some respect on that Don't man's name. Don't Calvin. You know what? Why you're still on this tangent? Um, Cardi gonna took her husband back. Go ahead, Calvin man. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'm not a. I'm not a huge go ahead, man. Person. Just go ahead. 
I don't know. Are you straight? <laughs> but I, but I remember <laughs> when we had this conversation uh-huh. a couple weeks ago when the divorce uh-huh. got published. What I tell you? What What I tell uh, you? You know. <laughs> what did you tell me, Calvin? I believe so. Mind you, if Cardi chooses to leave this man, I had no qualms. You feel me? Everybody got their breaking point. And again, offset amigo. He Mexican. He's not part of the black man don't cheat delegation. The loopholes of that delegation are wild. You gotta redefine print, baby girl. You gotta redefine print as part of a term and condition. Okay? But However, we all know a Cardi. Only difference is the Cardis we know ain't got Cardi money. And the offsets we know ain't got offset money. So what Offset decided to do, again, he this is I'm going to get my bitch back campaign 2.0. <laughs> so he had to edit a little bit because, you know, pandemic. So he couldn't just go out to rolling loud. So he popped up at Cardi B's birthday party. You know what I'm saying? They had all the stars, all the celebrities out, you know. COVID, what? And then he decided he gonna pull up on Cardi with a Rose New Rose Royce. Fancy-ass Rose Royce. It was cute as fuck. Now, the, kick, the kicker is, Cardi has been very open and honest. She can't drive. <laughs> you buying a Rose Royce for a woman who can't drive. But you know, it's not my money. So I can't she speak on put it. a car seat back there for culture. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so we see that. And then over the course of the night, the IG stories tell it all. I, you know, Offset taking that at the birthday party. He's doing a little jig, doing a little dance because he know he got his bitch back. I see, I see Cardi B twerking, lap dancing mm-hmm. on Offset. You know what I'm saying? T- talking about how she going to give that nigga a threesome. You know, and I'm going to hedge my bets here. Because it is very possible. We know that in the in divorce proceedings, people can still be very much intimate all in all the way up until the divorce finally processes. So we so it's very possible that she could still continue with the divorce. But we you can see it in Cardi's eyes, man. Cardi ain't done with that nigga. Cardi might not never be done with that nigga. Cause all this is gonna do is embolden him to do more wild shit. You know? As somebody who's also been a Cardi, it ain't always that easy being green, okay? <laughs> Listen, all I know is that all you and all you motherfuckers who did y'all touchdown dances early never underestimate the power of a nigga with money trying to get his shit back. Because, and you know why? I, I, I felt like Cardi wasn't done with Offset. White album. Like, like I said before. Like I said before. A, you can see the Cardi vibes. B, I, I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> I have seen the situation play out with far less money a lot of times. Yeah, y'all post that one picture. Not even a picture. Y'all post that one IG story with, with the all-white lettering in the, in the black background with some random quote about loyalty or like uh, or like my favorite one is like I asked God to protect me from my demons and I started losing oh my god or, you know whatever shit that y'all whatever whatever shit y'all find y'all y'all post that one thirst trap 
to let to let niggas know that, 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 that it's open for business again and that they can come in the DMs again. Y'all y'all may even get a revenge fuck or two. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, mama got needs. And then, like clockwork, before the next major holiday, y'all back where y'all started. And the multiplier is even more if y'all got kids together. Because all that, all that, because listen, and here's the thing. Men know when they have you. Because again, what, what we said earlier, the opposite of hate isn't love. It's indifference. If you hate me, if you hate me, hate me, especially if you used to love me, I'm not going to get you back. Like, if you throw all my shit out on the curb, I know I can still get you back because you still care. If you calmly fold my shit and put it outside your door, oh, it's over. because you, cause you, you've, you've detached emotion from it now, and now you're only thinking logically, that's when I, that's when I know I can't get you back. If, I, if you still text me randomly, so did you even love me at all? I know I, I know I can still get you back because you still care. You, you still care. So was everything just a lie? I know I can still get you back because you still care. Because you want closure. Oh. <laughs> you want closure. How Stupid. <laughs> if you just going over there to talk, why you shaving your why you shaving? Okay. Haven't listened. So closure. You can stop me at any point because I'm going to keep going. Closer sometimes. You got to get that last minute off. Hold on, baby. I think, I think you, you muzzled your microphone under, the, under all of the Sometimes closure requires a nut. And I'm going to just leave it there. Sometimes. It's like post-nut clarity. Like, I missed you. And a lot of the parts that I missed you had everything to do with your dick. So let me go ahead, come over here, bust this nut, clear my head. And keep it pushing. That's the relationship. That is this the stamp of this is over, and I never want to see you again. Now, now, my question to not only you but to everyone listening is: How many times was the last fuck? Actually? Okay, relax. Okay, relax. Exactly. <laughs> that home. You know, you, the driveway? you know the lights was on. You know, parked all in my driveway cabin. Please. So here's so here's the thing, right? And all seriousness, right? All like all seriousness. I'm gonna try to be actually here. We can't. We don't know what they got going on in their actual relationship. All we know is what we are seeing, what we hear from the blogs, and what we see from them. And it's very possible that ninety percent of it, you know, what I'm saying like offset is like an eighty twenty type of boyfriend. Like he got you. He gonna give you eighty percent of what you need. It's just at 20, he can't stay safe. Oh, Whatever the case may be. The worst. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm, again, again, I'm not endorsing him cheating on his wife. I'm not endorsing that. No. So I'm just saying, we don't know what, we don't know what they got going. We don't know what Cardi be doing. Because Cardi, Cardi looked like the chick who cheat fast. Oh, I would Cardi absolutely. Like I advocate for women. At least if you're gonna stay, sis. Here's my thing: if you're gonna stay, you can't complain. If you're going to stay, your complaining days about this are and, over. And and, and, that, and that's on periodic cases. So I advocate cases. that if you're going to stay, at least cheat back. At least 
I would have that nigga having so many questions in his head. Like, I know this bitch know I ain't shit. But she was walking around smiling ear to ear. And I know it's not because of me. I want you to, like, I need that insecurity. If you're going to stay, but have so your here's, own so shit. Here, so, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because the game is going to be the game. Regardless. <laughs> the game is always the game. If, I, if I'm the type of nigga to cheat on you, and to and and to be floppy and to let you get and to, and for you to for you to catch me, I'm gonna break up with you off the rip. Because mm-hmm. I ain't go stand. You know what I mean? Like I'll put it like this. Sometimes the reward is worse than the punishment. So it's like, look, generally, if I'm sloppy enough to get caught and you stay anyway. Depending on depending on where we are in a relationship, because you know, it, it, once you once you actually get married and join finances together, it becomes an entirely different, complicated story. Like it's harder. To, like that's why marriage is is still a serious proposition. Because once you are joining finances and houses together and kids, together, it, bec- it it become it it, it becomes harder. It, it, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to throw no shade at somebody, but that, that is a very much a more complicated discussion. Like, when you got to divest shit, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes, even, even, even though you know, like, uh, you're, you're, niggas be frustrated because it's like, damn, she cheated on me. But it's like, fuck, do I really want to go through all that paperwork? Or, or, or do I just want to make her feel bad for a couple mm-hmm. months? And just like, have, have a get out of jail free card. I feel it. But bitch, cheat back. You know and if saying? you're not, then get your bread. Get this hat and leave. You ain't got shit to hold on to with these niggas. Get that bread, get that head, and leave. Cardi B does not need Offset. As a matter of fact, Cardi B is a bigger star than Offset. That nigga, all he had to do was keep his cheating to himself and be a, a kept house husband. He couldn't even do that. It had to be public. It had to be embarrassing. I don't think Cardi was leaving because of like her nigga cheat. At this point, you know he gonna cheat. It got so fucking public that that embar- like that's embarrassing as fuck. I'm I'm Cardi fucking B, and my nigga can't keep his dick in his pants. That's embarrassing. Like no. Again, another another uh, another point is like we don't know what you know. Again, we don't know the dynamics of their relationship. We know that. Cardi B bragged about, like, I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me show you how I got that ring. Maybe he cheating on her with a bitch who cook and clean. I don't know. You know what I mean? But, you know, <laughs> I'm just looking at it like, again, we don't know the dynamics of it. We don't even know, like, I just hope this doesn't become our, our version of Whitney and Bobby. Because, first and foremost, the, art, the, art, the artistry is so much lower <laughs> in, this, in this scenario. Like we ain't gonna get a don't be cruel on Offset. <laughs> Offset tried his four for four and it was trash. Offset that whole five or four album. Me tried his little four for four accountability shit. It's garbage. You can't be you can't be accountable over trap beats. My nigga, what the fuck wrong with you? You out here trying to you're out here trying to auto tune uh, emotional ad libs like like fuck out of here, nigga. Shut the fuck up. We ain't trying to hear that shit. And also Cardi B again. Love her, love her to death. But is she the best rapper in the world? No, she's just the most famous. 
Cardi B ain't gonna make no fucking unbreakable. <laughs> Cardi B ain't gonna make no. I have nothing. nothing Cardi B nothing, is not she making make a lemonade, shit. y'all. Actually, I would love a Bronx lemonade out of Cardi. I would live. <laughs> it, it it'd be called. It, it, it wouldn't be called lemonade. It'd be called quarter Listen, water. I I would just I. Uh, I uh, Listen. Offset, man, story cheap, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing, but I sure hope it's sustainable. Because I don't know how much. Listen, you're signed to QC. I know you ain't got as much bread as we think you. Do. I don't know how much money. I don't know how much more Rolls Royces you can buy, mm-hmm. nigga. You want to? You want to? You want a three sixty deal? I know you are, because QC only signed three sixty deal. You actually were on in in the news, like. A couple months ago, complaining about your manager and how he stole money from y'all. Do you really have money to keep buying Rolls Royces and diamond chains? Because I'm interested to know. You sure? Because, like, that well going to run dry. Like, y'all haven't had a hit in, like, a year and a half. Like, I'm just asking questions. Listen. I ain't saying. I ain't saying. I'm just saying. Quavo's also the Beyonce of this group. Like, so. There is no Beyonce in the group. They are a bunch of fucking Latoyas and Ferris. Because you remember when they all tried to do their little solo shit and all three of their albums flopped? I was there. <laughs> I remember. You don't even know the name of Quavo's no. album, do you? <laughs> I didn't even realize Takeoff had a exactly. solo <laughs> Exactly. Exactly my point. Them niggas need to stay together. And also, them niggas need to have another fucking hit. But also, it's a pandemic, and niggas ain't trying to sit at home in their house listening to Migos. No. I can't. You know what I'm saying? Migos don't make quarantine music. They make I'm turned in the club music. Like, Migos makes music for me sitting on, standing on couches. I haven't stood on the couch in fucking months. You're not wrong. I'm just saying, Offset, Cheating on Your Chick was the last album rollout. It can't be this album rollout, too. Only, even Jay-Z only, only pulled it off once, and he was forced to pull it off because everybody else put his business off. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But what we got next before, because I'm only talking about LeBron. The hell, we'll ooh, you next. not. This ain't that <laughs> podcast. Um, so you, you can talk about Tory, man. He just... <sighs> Go ahead, Calvin. <laughs> um, so... Tory Lanez, a.k.a. Daystar Peterson. I'm going to call this nigga Daystar from now on. So Daystar officially got charged with one count of felonious assault um, by the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Now, it has a maximum, and I stress the word maximum, jail sentence of 22 years. Now, a couple things. Couple reactions. One, I really hate when you niggas become Twitter lawyers because y'all niggas don't know what the fuck <laughs> you're talking about. Actually, disappointing. The maximum he can get is 22 years. Is that what he's going to get? Most likely not. You know why? Because Storylines has money. Daystar has money. Daystar might get deported. He's not going to start for 22 years. He's not a U.S. citizen. First thing, sir. Secondly. I I am not defending Daystar. A charge is not a conviction. That is true. However, if they felt the need to charge you, they generally think they have enough evidence to, to, to make their case. 
or at least to force you into a plea bargain. Mm-hmm. So, again, a charge is not a conviction, obviously. Right. But, bait. spoiler alert, the DA don't charge you for something he don't think he can convict you They on. absolutely don't. Especially not L.A. fucking PD. Like, they don't charge you on something they don't think they can convict you on. Like, they, these niggas do not take chances. Like, if anything, they may charge you in order to force you to do a plea, but they don't charge you if they don't think they can make a case. And now sometimes the case breaks and they don't make the case and a nigga, and a nigga walk home free. But I'll put it like this. If you have a 90% conviction rate as a district attorney, that's love. Mm-hmm. Like, you understand what I'm saying? If, if you get a conviction nine out of every ten times, they are looking at you like you're slacking. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you got going on? That's low for them. We talk about, we talk about don't bet against the house and, and, and poker and casino all the time. But fucking U.S. justice system is the biggest house there is. They do not charge motherfuckers unless they are pretty much certain they can make that case. They're not charging motherfuckers just willy-nilly. Also, you would think them niggas took, what, three months? This, this shit happened July 12th. We are in October. Them niggas took three months to make the case. Again, which actually is generally normal. Because, again, a lot of you niggas watch, watch one episode of Law & Order or one episode of CSI, or one episode of fucking uh, Scandal, or How to Get Away with Murder, and think everything just goes with... No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. <laughs> like, that's part of the reason Tory's lawyers were trying to tell that nigga to shut the fuck he up. He just wouldn't. Because he, because he can't speak on an open case. But, no. Tory had to read his fucking mentions, and then make an entire album <laughs> about how he didn't shoot this woman and then got charged the week after for shooting said woman. Tori was really like, who are you going to believe, me or the lying ass? So here's how I feel about it. Because I knew that that was going to happen. You know what pisses me off when I think about this? Like, in its entirety, right? Aside from, like, the obvious shit that I'm constantly bitching about. But the part about this that really, really hurts is that Megan said nothing. Megan the Stallion was the absolute victim in this entire situation, no matter how you flip it. And she sat on her word. She said not shit. Even when she talked about the event, she didn't play. That first time she went live, she never placed blame. She never placed blame. She didn't start opening up about what really happened until that nigga, in true nigga fashion, got arrogant as fuck and started running his goddamn mouth. To the point where HIPAA laws were violated to prove that Megan Thee Stallion got shot. She had to show y'all, post her wound, to show you that she got, got shot. You done? You, okay, you're not done. Okay. I, you, and niggas you had off, the audacity, like, excuse me. That. And niggas had the absolute, sorry, but niggas had the absolute audacity to question this woman's integrity and what happened to her. But like this nigga, and then y'all turned around and listened to Tory Lane's album. Like you gave that the time of day because you were so, so desperate I, I to hear both like this, sides. Right? I look at it like this. I don't. Brie, I look at it like this. 
I understand curiosity, yeah. right? And I think some some of it. I can't speak for all of it. I think some of it was legitimate curiosity because if we break if we if we break it down, Tory Tory Lane, Daystar Peterson was until July twelfth was the biggest winner of quarantine. Well, am I wrong? Until the incident, he won quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of the people who won quarantine. Meg the Stallion just appeared on Saturday Night Live. Meg the Stallion, again, all bias aside, however you feel about her music, however you feel about her, is one of the hottest newer quote unquote rappers in the world. So so then when you when you when you have one of the breakout stars of quarantine, one of the hottest new female rappers in the world, and apparently a, they were they were in a relationship, which surprised everyone because Tori comes up to about Meg's hip, but that's not that's not the point here. Um, and B, ma'am, this is a one. Perfect size, um, if you ask me. And then that like there was an incident between versus curiosity, right? Like whenever you bring those two two versus curiosity, it's like how the fuck, what the fuck, huh? And then with the slow trickle of news, right? It was a lot of, okay, there was a lot of missing parts in the initial right. story that came out. Like, initially, Meg wasn't reported as a, you know, a, 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 you know what I'm saying? She wasn't reported as a victim. She was reported as someone who was there. And there was like, oh, she stepped in glass. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of missing pieces. And I think us as a culture, we have a tendency, if, if the pieces don't fit, we try to make it fit. And so for a lot of time, because again, both parties weren't speaking, right? All we had was a couple of deleted tweets and a couple of this. Both parties were really keeping it silent. Everyone tried to make the pieces of it because it just didn't compute. And I think that was a curiosity aspect of it. And I know for me, myself personally, I was like, and initially I was like, I don't know what the fuck happened. So I'm going to reserve judgment until someone who was there tells me what happened. Because a lot of motherfuckers was going off of alleged and who I heard from, you know, re- remember how everybody had a cousin who worked at the mm-hmm. Pentagon in like the first month of quarantine? Man, everybody had so a that's what it family like member at the Pentagon. It was like a lot of motherfuckers who don't know shit are out here spewing shit like they know something. So I'm going to reserve my opinion. I'm not going to side on, I'm not going to necessarily side on either side. I'm going to pray I'm gonna pray for Megan and that, that she gets you know gets through whatever happened because she's been through a lot. I'm also gonna like side, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna jump out the window on either side because I don't know what the fuck happened and no one does except the people who were there and they're not talking. So when finally <laughs> Meg was like, "Yeah, that nigga did it." Cool. Someone who was there talked. I'm gonna believe that person because they talked first. You feel me? And again. It's kind of one of those things, like, if, if you're first to market, if you're the first one to speak, I'm, I'm going to believe your story because you're the first one to speak. So, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Meg's version of the story makes some sense. Cool. Fuck that nigga. Still, you know what I'm saying? I understand, like, I understand wanting to hear both sides because I still wanted to be like, nah, like, Tori, you got to explain yourself, dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, it wasn't like a, I want to hear both sides to believe him. It was like, Nigga, you've been the most active social media nigga this entire quarantine, and now you got radio silent. Okay, okay, I understand you can't speak on the open gun case, but like, 
nah, my nigga, you are out here being accused of some shit, my nigga. Like, say something. Like, <laughs> not speak. You know what I mean? Like, defend yourself at least. Shit, nigga, say something. But it was just, and the entire thing was just disgusting. I'm thinking IG Live. Even an interview, right? Like, hey, I'm trying to just speak, you know what I'm saying? Like, speak on it and, you know, clear my name, whatever, whatever. The fact that he made an album is what really turned me off. Was because now you're trying to profit from this. Now you're trying to turn this into infamy Mm -hmm. and, like, notoriety and gain stream from it. That's what was bogus to me. That was the most bogus shit to me. So I'm like, I'm not going to reward you with a stream. No. I'm going to Google your lyrics. I'm going to go on rapdigits.com and read what you got to say. Because <laughs> I need yeah. to know what the fuck you're talking about. But I'm not going to give you the credit of streaming this shit. And plus, to be fair, I ain't want to stream it and then find myself bopping and then get disgusted at myself. You feel me? I'm like, I don't want to like even have it a, an attempt to, for that nigga to make good music to me right now. You feel me? So like, I'm gonna read this shit. I'm not gonna give you. I'm not because I'm not gonna find myself. Ooh, this beat hard. No, I'm not gonna do that. So I read this shit. I'm like, I still think that's I still, I still think Meg side makes more sense. That's kind of how that's kind of how I decided. Yeah, because it's it's because it's the truth. And that's what it is. Also, I just, again, I just found it disgusting how you niggas are leaped and bound trying to defend the situation, trying to defend Tori. And it's like, I get wanting to know like what happened, but I, I get the curiosity behind it, but I'll never understand. You could say, I do want to hear his side of things without saying, oh, I believe him or, oh, 24 years or a potential 22 years is, is too much. Like you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You can't say it's protect black women, and then we're and then when niggas face consequences for not protecting black women for actually harming black women, you're talking about it's too much. It's also it's you, also it can't the be Uchi it, right? and one mic. It's also the timing of it. There right? are consequences again, we about for the fuck shit. Like, fam, you like literally the day after the the the, the Breonna Taylor decision, like, like literally the day after. Again, there's a lot. There's a lot wrong just with that in general. I think that. But I, I do think there's distinct, clear differences, right? I do think there's a distinct difference between, I just want to, like, in curiosity of, like, what the fuck actually happened? And, no, nah, my nigga, like, I ain't going. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what, it's like, what do you gain from, you know what I mean? So it's like, and I, I, I look at it, like, I look at it in a, in a manner as, you know, me, if I had an accusation, you know what I mean? How would I want myself to be treated and i wouldn't want people to necessarily like i would want people to like be open to both sides but not necessarily run and jump one way to the other but i also look at it like if someone comes Mm -hmm. to me with an accusation of somebody else I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, it's, it's a very fine line because it's also like, I'm not going to just turn around and then dismiss the person who came to me. But it's also like, it has to be careful because like asking questions and like, okay, what happened? Versus like, did it happen? You feel me? There's a, there's a very distinct but fine line between the two. I'm always on the what happened, but I'm not going to be like, well, did it happen? Like, you feel me? Like, because I look at it like, what does this person have to gain from lying? 
And so I look at a Meg Bastion who's already on top of the world. What does this person have to gain from lying and saying mm-hmm. th- that this man shot her? Like, what does she have to gain from that? Like, versus, you know, like, that's kind of where I, I try to, I try to think as logically as possible because I know my emotions can cloud it. So I'm like, okay, what does, if both people were lying, what does these people have, have to gain from a lie? Like, Tori, I know what Tori gained from lying about him not shooting Megan Stein. He gains his freedom. And, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know what he gains if he's lying. I don't know what Meg gains if she's lying. So, if I'm like, wow, she doesn't, there's not right. really any motivation that makes sense for her to lie about. That's where I'm at. And so, I try, right. to, I try to be as reasonable as I can when, when it comes to these things because I don't want to let personal experiences cloud my, cloud my judgment. Because as someone who has been accused falsely and had to like prove, like, not nah, I wasn't even in the state when that happened. I understand part of it, right? It was like, damn, Diddy, we said you, we heard you did this. I was like, nigga, I was in Michigan. Like, how did, how did I fuck, how did I be creepy with some girl in Oxford, Ohio when I wasn't in Oxford that night? But also, I understand right. that my experience is not necessarily the norm. So I try to be reasonable and logical. And my reasonable and logical opinion is that Tory Lane shot that woman because he, because she was arguing with him and probably said some slick shit because we know how Texas women are. Said some slick shit that hurt that nigga pride. And he, and he wanted to get some of his pride back, so he shot at her. And maybe he shot at her to try to scare her and fucked around and hit her, but still, you pulled out your gun and you shot at the feet of a fucking pop star. You idiot. Like, that's my logical and reasonable point. That's, the, that's what makes the most sense to me. Now, if it comes out that what that that does that that's not what happened, then I have the right to reevaluate my position. We okay. We need to normalize, and I hate the word "nor." I hate normalizing shit. We need to normalize motherfuckers changing their opinion when new facts come into the fold. Like a lot of you motherfuckers have a wrong opinion, then new facts come in because you realize you're an asshole. You double down on the wrong ass opinion. No. A lot of you motherfuckers initially was like, I don't think Tori would do that. Instead of then waiting for the facts and then reevaluating your opinion, you continue to double down because you felt like, oh, I got to on it now. No, it's okay to change your opinion when new facts are added to the fucking case. And everything that's been added to the fucking Tory Lane's Megastein case suggests that that nigga shot that woman on purpose. Period. You know, you said it, Calvin. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to double down on anything just because, like, or rehash it because you said it. It's just, again, just, I want you niggas to, like, understand that women deserve to be protected regardless of how they're related. Because I hate the, like, the analogy makes sense, right? Like, if this was your people, this, your, your the woman in your life who got hurt like that, are you really trying to hear both sides? And it's like, you shouldn't take that. You should be able to decipher right or wrong by now. Like, and it just, a lot of you niggas that went out of your way to listen and empathize with a nigga who did that. Like, I do absolutely. And so I understand the counterpoint to my analogy, but I do understand, but also 
in general, and I'm not, I agree with you, but in general, people don't give a fuck until it hurts them. Again, think about the COVID shit. No Republican really gave a fuck about COVID until it hurt them. And then once they realize right. that, oh, black people, Mexican people, uh, people of color are getting it and fucked up more, they stop giving a fuck. So I think sometimes it's not, I understand the dehumanization of it all, and I get it. So I'm not saying it's wrong. But I think sometimes we understand that people don't give a fuck about a lot of shit until it affects them. And so sometimes you have to remind people that this will affect you if it hasn't already. That's that's the point. Period. I got one. Well, we I got on one it. more I think our last um, topic. topic it's, going to be called, it's a new segment that we're gonna try. I'm just bringing it. It's gonna be called called How Calvin Saves the World. But we're gonna go. Okay. This. We're gonna go about it later. Go 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 for the topic. I'm dead. Okay. So you posed the question, and I, I'm interested to hear your take on it. Actually, is what does loyalty mean? And is being cool with other friends a no-go or not? Yeah. All right, so boom. You want to get into that, Calvin? I understand, but I think differently than a lot of people. Right. And I understand that people love word loyalty. Kendra got a song about it. That's like every nigga's first hood. That's like every hood nigga's first tattoo. It's like loyalty somewhere. But what does that really mean? Right? And it's like, because there's blind loyalty. And then there's, like, not situational loyalty, but then there's, like, loyalty that, like, requires you to think. So blind loyalty is, I'm right for my nigga, right right or wrong. I don't give a fuck. If if my nigga say the sky is fucking yellow, then the sky is fucking yellow, bitch. Like, if if my nigga say it's two plus two equals ten, then it equals ten, motherfucker. You know what I mean? There's that type of blind loyalty. So that's, like, no matter what, no matter if he's right or wrong, no matter if he's right or wrong, no matter if it makes sense or not, I'm right. And then there's, okay, if you're right, I'm right with you. But if you're wrong, I'm going to let you know you're wrong. Because I don't want to ride with you. And then I realize the whole reason I'm riding is on some bullshit. It was like, 2 plus 2 equals 10. Well, nigga, no, it doesn't. It equals 4. But it, equals four. it equals 4. And so I look at it in, in a term right. of, because I'm the type of person. Don't tell me it's up with somebody if it ain't up with them. And my definition of it's up is different. Because once it's up, it don't come back down for me. Like, if, it, if I ever get to the point where I, where I want to inflict physical harm on someone, we will never be cool again. We may not always want to beat each other's ass, but we won't be cool. We won't be... Like the, the most cordial we'll get is like we'll see each other in a function and not and not and not have like tension. They won't be cool. I'm not gonna go over there dapping up. I'm not gonna go over there and like, you know. And honestly, depending on what, if you keep staring at me in the club, it might go back to being up. And so for me, don't tell me it's up if it's not up. And I think a lot of people. How do I say this? I think a lot of people sometimes use terminology they don't know what it means. You'd be like, oh, it's up with that person. It's on the flow. And then, like, two weeks later, y'all back cool again. Then it wasn't on the flow. Y'all had a disagreement. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all may have fell out for a minute, but y'all had a disagreement. It wasn't like, it's, it's, not, it's not as deep as what you was making it to be. And that fucks with me because I'm the type of person. And 
if if you tell me we don't fuck with nobody no more, bet cool. And especially if you tell me the reasoning why, like I don't fuck with that person because they did X, Y, and Z. A word, bet, unfriend, delete, fucking uh, all that shit. No, okay, you don't fuck with them, and and you have a valid bet. Cool, that's cool. And from that point forward, I still don't fuck with that person. But problem is, is sometimes y'all be telling. Not y'all as in you, per, per se, but it's like, niggas be telling me, oh, we don't fuck with that person, so I hold it in, and like, oh, I don't fuck with that person, then I see you fucking with that person, but I'm confused. Like, I thought you just told me that we don't fuck with Buddy, and now I see you shooting, and now I see you taking pictures of Buddy again. Do we not fuck with Buddy, or do we fuck with Buddy? So, that's the first thing. It's like, I need, I need people to understand that words mean things. And if you just had a disagreement with someone and y'all may not be speaking for a little bit, it's not up. Y'all, y'all had a falling out. Y'all, may, y'all had a disagreement. It's not up. When it's on the flow with somebody or when it's up with somebody or it's on site with somebody, that means it's on site with somebody until I feel like I beat their ass. And, it's not, and it doesn't stop being on site. It doesn't stop being on the flow. Like, I'm not going to be on the flow to, like, kicking it with you. I may not want to beat your ass every time I see you, but I'm not nice to you. And then the second thing for me is like, if I tell you that it's on the flow with somebody and I explain why it's on the flow and it's a legitimate reason, I understand certain, for certain reasons may not be legitimate to everybody. But if I tell you it's on the flow with somebody, you ain't got to beef with everybody I beef with, right? Because some beefs are personal. And I I don't beef with everybody that my friends got beef with. But I'm not going to be out kicking it with somebody you got beef with. And I, I expect the same on return. Because if you if you too close to them niggas and, I, <laughs> and shit start breaking off and you get hit, you shouldn't have been so close. That's, 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 my, that's my thing. It's like, look, if I don't fuck with somebody, I also don't really fuck with the niggas they fuck with. Because if I don't fuck with somebody, it's a very legitimate reason. It's not, it's not no petty shit. It's not no, I'm not that type of person. So if I don't fuck with somebody, I also don't fuck with them. I also really don't fuck with them niggas who they fuck with. I may not got beef with them niggas like I got beef with him, but I'm like, nah, like, don't, don't let me. Don't hit me when you hear this. None of that shit. So I be confused sometimes when I see people who I thought it was up with Kicking with people who consider themselves a friend of mine. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like I do. I don't. I don't. I personally don't do no switching. I don't do the switch side shit. Like and we, me and you, we've had conversations. There's niggas that I have cared for that I've had to question my look. He's with because you're like I don't fuck with that nigga. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not fucking with I'm not fucking with Buddy right now. He did some foul shit. I'm like, yeah, that's my nigga. But it's also like, how 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 could I consider myself a friend to you if I'm if if I'm cool with a nigga that you that 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 you have shown has done you dirty? You feel what I'm saying? So that's just my that's my I guess my rant on loyalty because it's like, look, fam, like, I take I take that shit serious because I expect it to be done. I would never ask anyone to do something I wouldn't be willing to do for them, right? 
And I know if niggas hit me, there's been plenty of people hit me like, nah, we don't fuck with buddy. I'm like, okay, bet, we don't fuck with buddy. You told me why you don't fuck with buddy. It makes sense to me. Cool. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on it? I'm kind of in this situation with a friend of mine. So it's ironic that you brought it up. Um, and me and this friend actually had the conversation about that, this particular topic today. Um, because it sometimes gets sticky being a mutual friend of people who are no longer cool. And it's, it's hard, right? And especially depending upon the circumstances of why these parties fell out. It's like, how involved do you get? How involved? And after having a conversation with my friend, because she matters, and I love her dearly, and understanding where she's coming from, sometimes, as that friend, you have to pick a team. And nobody likes to be that guy. Nobody likes to say, well, shit, y'all issue isn't really my problem, but also, whose who's team am I really on? At some point, it's you not even have to picking a, pick it's a, a hierarchy, right? Like, it's hard to cut you off. And Hold on, let me, Calvin, let me finish my point, babe. Let me finish my point. And that's what I was going to say. There are absolute hierarchies in friendship. There are certain things I will do for certain people that I won't do for anybody else. Because this is the regard that I hold you in. And maybe sometimes in my actions, I, I feel this way, but the actions that I may be displaying don't back that shit up. So that means it ain't, it ain't about a bunch of bullshit then at that point. If what you're telling me and what I'm seeing are, are, are not the same thing at some point, I'm going to call bullshit, naturally. And so this is a lesson I had to learn because sometimes you can't be neutral. Sometimes you have to just say, you know what? There, I'm way too close to this person in order for me and you to continue our relationship or our friendship or, or whatever it was that we had going on. Also, stop being so goddamn liberal with the word friend. But it's just, you have to at some point pick a team. And if you feel like you can't or you feel like it's unfair for you to be put into that position, you may have to walk away from both people. And, and that shit sucks as well. Because why are you in the middle of shit like that to begin with? You know what I'm saying? So for me, you pick a team. And it is a hierarchy, and you honor that. And when people are telling you, especially my friend, she pulled my coattails, and she said, Alex, I think you, she's, I, love, I think that you love me. I just think that you didn't think this through. And that's fair. And are you done? That's I want to cut you off again. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be better. Good to go, Calvin. Uh, <laughs> um, I think, I understand wanting to be cordial with people, right? I, I We... I'm good for being cordial with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there there are there is a hierarchy. Like, a lot of niggas that y'all call friends are really your associates, and a lot of you niggas y'all call associates are really just niggas you see in the club and you dap up with. Like, y'all use the word friend way too loosely. Y'all y'all use the word bestie way too loosely. Y'all use the word OG way too loosely. But that's n- that's another conversation. Like. Some of y'all, some of y'all niggas, some of y'all niggas, big bros, be three years younger than y'all. But that's not my point. Um, and I'm saying you want to be cordial because, especially because it's like, it's there's the the initial thought of they ain't got shit to do with me is very strong. I, again, 
I can't mind my own business and then think everything has something to do with Gucci Wally one night. But like we just mm-hmm. talked about with Tori and Meg, we were right and wrong as well. And if a situation has a clear right and a clear wrong, I, that decision's kind of made for you. You know what I mean? Especially if that person who's right is also the one you're closer to. <laughs> it's like not only are you going to ride out for the nigga who's wrong, you're going to ride out for the nigga you're not as close with. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think there's a, there is a fine line. It's a delicate balance because you ain't got to beef. Like I said, you don't have to beef with the niggas I beef with. I'm not going to ask anyone to beef with the niggas I beef with. That's my beef. But it's also. So you can be cordial and you can not have, you can be cordial. You don't have to beef with the niggas I beef with. But there's also like, you can't fraten, like, fraternize with the enemy too. You know what I mean? Because it's like, because then it, it makes right. me look crazy. It's like, damn, your, your main nigga over there, kick in with your nigga. Kick in with the niggas you don't fuck with. Like, what the fuck? What you, what you got going, bro? And then, again, and, and, and you never want to be in a position. Or your actions make someone else look bad. You feel me? And I think sometimes, unintentionally, we do that mm-hmm. because, and it's also it's also only re- comes into play when someone actively makes it known that they don't fuck with a person and gives reasons why. Like some of you niggas be having secret beefs that don't no one know y'all beefing besides you. We're not talking about that. You can't you can't repair what we don't reveal, right? You can't get mad at me for kicking it with your ops. In quotation marks, if no one knows barrier ops except you. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, damn, you, could, you know I don't fuck with them. No, I didn't know you right. don't fuck with them. Thanks for telling me. Like, thanks for informing me of this. But I do think, you know, and it, and it is difficult to be the person in the middle. I've dealt with that in multiple scenarios with multiple different friends. Because again, I, I, my default is love. My default is cordial. My default, my default is peace and happiness. I don't aim to have beef with none of you niggas. I can't, like, my aim is to get money. My aim is to get, become happy. My aim is to prosper. I can't beef and prosper with you niggas at the same time. So my default is always, I'm always going to choose love if I mm-hmm. have to. But some of you niggas be moving foul. And some of you niggas be doing my friends dirty. And some of you niggas be acting wildin', and I can't stand on that because if I if I stand with you, even unintentionally, and niggas know you wildin', niggas gonna think I'm wildin', and I can't have that on my name. <laughs> At the end of the day, my name is my name, so it is tough. It is tough to be in the middle, uh, and I think everyone understands that. But it's but event, the middle is not a place you can be in long term. Honestly, like all you niggas sitting on the mm-hmm. fence, eventually that fence hurt your ass. The fence is not designed to be sat on long term. Eventually, you gotta move off fence and into one lawn or the other. Because if you sit on the fence, your legs become numb, your ass hurt. No one wants to move the fence forever. So I understand, and so. And I think sometimes I think and I think sometimes we Yeah. We we are so quick. We are so quick to rush to like extremes that force the hands of everyone else. Like 
I think we need to institute mm-hmm. like a, a 48 hour rule. <laughs> like if you fall out with someone that's close to you, <laughs> give it 48 hours before you tell anyone else. <laughs> because I think sometimes in the heat of the moment, you, you fall out with somebody and then you immediately want to rush and tell the other niggas in your circle about how you fell out with somebody. And of course you're giving them your side of the story because it's you. So now you color my opinion mm-hmm. on the other person. <laughs> and then once you calm down, that person maybe hit you up or you maybe hit that person up and y'all reconcile. But y'all don't up A, y'all don't update us on the re- y'all don't update us on the reconcile until we see shit in public. And B, now my opinion of that person's already tainted because of the shit you told me. And so it, just like how the beehive tree crazy. It's the same way I treat some of y'all friends that y'all y'all link up with and y'all buddy buddy with after y'all told me what's up. I don't recognize it. <laughs> to the to to have to be high, Beyonce like single. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't recognize it. Y'all y'all may have squashed that beef. I didn't squash mine because you out here doing my friend dirty, and I can't I can't forget that. I can't. Oh, no, that's just me. <sighs> One final thing. And, be, and this and is Calvin. Cal, this is how Calvin saves the world. Um, I see a lot of you niggas again talking about not voting, and this is gonna be quick. I think a lot of you. I think a lot of you niggas think you can outthink the system and out like mm. hack the system by not voting. You can opt out of the process. You can't opt out of the results, my nigga. <laughs> like you can not vote. Cool. The results of the vote still gonna affect. But here's how. Here's how I would change the. Atmosphere. So a lot of times people choose choose not to vote because they don't want to elect the lesser two evils, right? I and also we know mm-hmm. that the electoral college is is generally set up that small rural white people have an outside outsized importance on matters that matter, and therefore a lot of our listeners who are black and living in major cities, the urban areas, feel disenfranchised. Here's how I would fix that. First things first is obviously I would I would uh, get rid of I would get rid of the electoral college and I would really make it a popular vote system. Which means whoever wins mm-hmm. the most votes in this country wins the election. Um right now in order to fully abolish the electoral college, you would generally need a constitutional amendment or you would need enough states Enough states that hit to 270 to agree to give their votes to the national popular vote winner instead of the electoral college. So Ohio is not yet one of them, but California is, Illinois mm-hmm. is. I think we have like 193 votes um, of, of states' votes that, are, that agree to give their vote to the national popular vote winner. If you get it to 270, the electoral college is effectively disbanded because the majority of people who won would give it to the people who won the, the race. That's my first thing. And second thing, I would I would institute something called the rank voting system. You know what the rank voting system is, friend? So let's say there's five candidates. I do not. Right? Let's say, okay, let's put it okay, Democratic primary. Let's say there's five candidates. You got Bernie, you got Elizabeth, you got Biden, you got Kamala, and you got fucking um, Pete Buttigieg or whatever the fuck his name is. 
and you have a clear order as far as like who you want to win and who you want. Or say, for example, in the presidential election, you got Biden, you got Trump, you got, you know, Green Party, Libertarian, you got Kanye, whatever the fuck. And you have, and you know, you don't necessarily know who you want to win, but you know who you want to lose. And you, you want 45 to get the fuck out of here. But you're not really sure about Biden either. And, you know, you, you may want to vote for a third party candidate. And, and in a normal system, voting for a third party candidate is pretty much a waste of a vote because of how the party is. You know, third party candidates are never going to get enough votes to oversee the two major parties. So it's just, it feels like it's like throwing a vote into the ocean. But with ranked voting, what you can do is in a ballot one to five, you can mm-hmm. rank your first, your second, your third, fourth, and your fifth place. So, say you want to vote for that third party, you can vote for that third party first. And then your second option could be Joe Biden. And then your fifth option could be Donald Trump. So, what it does is they count everybody's first place votes. And if you get over, if you get over 50% first place vote, you automatically win, right? If 50% people voted you voted for you for the first time, is you win. We ain't got to count shit, whatever. But say you don't. Say everybody got like, you know, 20 Everybody like twenty five percent, whatever. They will they will get rid of the lowest motherfucker, and then they will get rid of the lowest motherfucker, and then the second place votes for everyone who voted for the lowest place motherfucker will get added to the total, and they would do repeat that process until somebody got the majority of votes. So that is how I would fix because a lot of people feel apathetic mm-hmm. because I don't want to vote for a left leaders. I don't I don't feel like voting for a third party is a way. I feel like so. If we allow people to vote their heart, but also vote back. Like, yes, if you wanted to vote Kanye, fuck it, vote Kanye. But also, as long as you rank Biden ahead of Trump, you're also voting practically if you choose to lean Democrat. And that is how Calvin will save the world. Well, come on, Calvin. Come on and say it. We got positive. You know what? I'm interested to see. You know, I do have a positive note for the day. I do. Take care of yourself. Like, in a real, real way. A real way. And you know, and I don't have to go into a deep dissertation about what that is or what it looks like. But take care of yourself. Set boundaries. Give yourself time. Extend grace. Go radio silent, but take care of yourself. Whatever shape, form, or fashion that comes in. Yes. Um, you got any positives? Yes, I do. Um, in this shit show of a year, appreciate the positives, right? Appreciate appreciate the wins. Um, so, um, shout out to my boy Mero. He has a new clothing line but that says, celebrate the small victories. So, like, if you found a parking spot <laughs> right in front of where you needed to go and there's time on the meter, celebrate that small victory. If you ordered five nuggets and you got six, celebrate the small victory. If, if your favorite player won an NBA championship, celebrate the small victory. If you made it through another week without cussing somebody out, celebrate the small victory. Whatever in your life that applies, whatever, you know what? That was cool. Moment that you have, celebrate it. We're, we, 
we as a collective are not getting many wins in 2020. 2020 got hands, and that bitch is beating our ass. It's been beating our ass ever since January. So you celebrate the small victories because if you only wait for the quote unquote big victories, you'll find yourself in a moment of despair. Celebrate the small wins. Celebrate the, 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 the small shit. And I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you guys. Celebrate the small. You know what? I didn't even have to use the AK. Today was a good day. Celebrate anything that you can that gives you joy <laughs> and that gives you peace. Because we're not getting a lot of it this year. People, our, our beloved ones are dying left and right. One of the, I had, a, I had somebody in my hometown, you know what I'm saying? Some, a homie told me. Like, I ain't going to front like I know the homie, but I knew the homies who knew the homie. You know what I'm saying? Got, got murdered last night. Um, some, some chick tried to set him up for the robbery. He didn't want to get robbed, so he got shot. You know what I mean? That type shit. And that's far yeah. for the course. Like Cincinnati, Butler County, Hamilton County is on pace for the, hot, the, the deadliest year on record when it comes to murders. And we're not alone. The pandemic is affecting everyone in, in, in ways we couldn't even imagine. No one imagined 2020 would go like this when we, when we celebrated New Year's Eve. No one did. So celebrate the small wins. Even if it is as small as I got up today. I chose to live today. Celebrate that. You you are needed, you are important, and you deserve to celebrate the small victories too. That's, that is my positive note. Well, you know what? It's your girl, Ali Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out. Next time you hear from us, we have a very special surprise. Peace. Peace. Mama playing a defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone. About to show, about to show, about to show my shot. Pick you posted, I swear. Seen your nipples, so your t-shirt. Yo, nigga lost, I'm a re-